Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. I can tell you that uh, if you've got the IRS operating in anything less than a neutral and nonpartisan way, uh, then that is outrageous. It is contrary to our traditions, uh, and people have to be held accountable, and it's got to be fixed. So uh, we'll wait and see uh, what exactly uh, all the details and the facts are. Uh, but I've got no patience with it. I will not tolerate it, and we'll make sure uh, that uh, we find out exactly what happened on this. Yep, not long ago, President Barack Obama said that the activity that the IRS has now been confirmed to have been engaged in was outrageous, and he had no patience for it and would not tolerate it. Today, up on Capitol Hill, one of the women involved directly in it pled the fifth for a second time, and the Democrat head of that committee declared the investigation itself to be un-American. The guy covering all of this for the Weekly Standard is our good friend Stephen Hayes. Steve, uh, not a good day for Lois Lerner, I'm thinking, up uh, in Washington, uh, on Capitol Hill. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, there had been all sorts of speculation as to whether she was going to actually testify. Her attorneys, in an exchange of letters with uh, Chairman Daryl Issa of the House Government and Oversight Reform Committee, seemed to indicate uh, over the past week that she was willing to testify. Um, and then Issa made that announcement on in an appearance on Fox News Sunday over this past weekend, and immediately the lawyer suggested, well, he didn't really mean that she was going to testify and that it was more likely that she would take the fifth again. And we show up today, and that's, in fact, what she did. Uh, so she didn't choose to testify, but that didn't stop Daryl Issa from asking her questions. Of course, she pled the fifth in answer to everyone. What questions did he choose to ask? What, what, can we, uh, uh, what does it reveal, the choice of questions that Daryl Issa asked? Well, he was trying to drill down on some of the things that she had written in emails to her colleagues at the IRS uh, that seemed to be um, an indication of her eagerness to avoid having the uh, additional scrutiny put on the Tea Party groups look like it was additional scrutiny put on the Tea Party groups. She said at one point that she didn't want the investigation to, to, to look political per se, um, which suggests <laughs> to me that it was political, but she didn't want it to look political. Uh, and I think that's where we are. I mean, I think what you know, the, the big picture takeaway, nothing actually changed, as you say, because she did decide to take a fifth, didn't decide to answer any of the questions. Um, so nothing has actually changed in terms of what we know about uh, what the IRS was up to. And it is indisputable that the IRS was targeting conservative groups and had the effect of suppressing their speech. Now, uh, uh, Stephen Hayes, you know that there are people on TV, particularly on MSNBC, saying every night that more than just conservative groups were part of this. It wasn't just conservative groups. Why are they able or why do they keep making that claim? Well, uh, look, there were other groups that were on uh, the, the various be on the lookout list. Right. Um, so it wasn't exclusively conservative groups. But it was overwhelmingly conservative groups. And there's no question that when you have documents like the ones that have come out of the investigation by the uh, Government on Oversight Reform Committee, that they target the Tea Party. That's not that's not anywhere seriously in question. And, and what I think is revealing, you, know, you play the clip from President Obama, is that he understood this. The White House understood this. Democrats on the committee at one point understood this. Everybody who was reporting on this understood this. And what you've seen, I think, since then is a concerted effort by committee Democrats, along with, uh, I would say, their allies in the compliant media, 
has been an effort to obfuscate that fact and to suggest that, well, it was really everybody was targeted and, and th- this wasn't really focused on conservatives when, in fact, it was focused on conservatives. Uh, it's interesting. One of the emails, uh, uh, Lois Lerner email, Tea Party matter very dangerous. This could be the vehicle to go to court on the issue of whether Citizens United overturning the ban on corporate spending applies to tax-exempt rules. Uh, and then she mentions some people need to be on this. Uh, very dangerous is the kind of email that might cause someone to perk up and go, why is a person who's supposed to be just in the enforcement business, not the political business, why is she making that argument? Right. I mean, I think it doesn't take a genius to infer why she was making that argument. And I, and I have to say, I mean, it was a very, uh, very compelling uh, piece in the Wall Street Journal op-ed page, I think it was about a week ago, by uh, Brad Smith who uh, he was you know, one of the, the country's uh, foremost experts on these issues, and sort of laid out exactly what the case was from a broad array of uh, folks on the left, including several Democrats in public office, including the President of the United States, making the case that Citizens United would lead to sort of untrammeled opportunity for dark money and big bad guys to influence the outcome of elections, and it had to be stopped. And one of the ways specifically that Democrats, particularly in the Senate, wanted it to be stopped was by going after these so-called social welfare organizations and restricting their ability to play in politics, broadly understood. And if you look at the case that that Brad Smith laid out, it's pretty clear that, that these were, if not marching orders directly to the IRS, which in some cases they were. I mean, there were letters from senators that expressly made that case. The IRS needs to look into this, needs to regulate these activities more carefully. Uh, but it's a, it's pretty clear what the president and his supporters mm-hmm. wanted to have happen, and Lois Lerner happens to be the person who made it happen. How did the, the journalist question? Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. The real the real question. I think it, we still don't know this, and I think Republicans have to be very careful not to let their conclusions race ahead of the evidence. We still don't know was whether that went from you know that. that case that the White House and its allies were making went from something that was just a public case, which Lois Lerner took it upon herself to implement, or whether there were instructions from the White House and others to actually do the things that Democrats uh, said they were going to do. I don't think that we've yet got the case, but certainly the White House and its allies were creating the environment where that was uh, where that was understandable that she would do these things. You've got uh typical, normal, average Americans out there being targeted by the IRS, one of the most feared agencies of the government. You've got U.S. senators on record saying that they wanted the IRS to go after these groups and to examine them. You've got the president of the United States who trashed the Tea Party before this happened and now has kept the IRS essentially unchanged after they've been caught. I mean, is there really no political price to be paid for being the White House and the party that's behind sicking the IRS on its political foes? Well, there certainly ought to be if that's, in fact, what happened. I mean, if, if, we, if we can make a determination that that's what happened, I think there has to be a serious break. You know, one of the most troubling moments that I've uh, witnessed in you know, 20-some-odd years of, of doing this, give or take, is when the representatives of the Tea Party groups were brought before Congress and they told their stories, uh, talking about how they were seeking these 501c4 exemptions and didn't get them and couldn't get them, and it effectively rendered them dormant. Uh, one of the women testified that it rendered her organization dormant in the lead-up to the 2012 presidential elections, and 
whoever was asking, whichever member of Congress was asking the questions, then went down the row. And a handful of these Tea Party leaders mm-hmm. said, yeah, basically we were dorm- We were rendered useless. We couldn't do anything right. in the lead up to the 2012 election. That is unbelievable to me. Mm-hmm. That that is, it is talk about un-American. Uh, Elijah Cummings, the ranking right. Democrat on the committee this morning, was shouting about uh, Daryl Issa right. cutting off the, the hearing this morning being un-American. Talk about un-American. Keeping these groups, the groups that proved in many ways decisive in the 2010 elections from even operating in the context of the 2012 presidential election because of this additional IRS scrutiny, whatever else you think and whatever side of the right. political aisle you're on, that has to be troubling to you. And what's, I think, really a problem for me is that there's so many reporters who, since the White House and Democrats have decided to try to confuse the issue, obfuscate the issue, mm-hmm. have just dropped any inquiry into this story. You know, I, I, the lesson I always heard from reporters or the message I always heard from reporters was they wanted to be the next Woodward and Bernstein. They wanted that chance. Well, here you've got a president whose administration uses the IRS to target its opponents. Uh, you know, uh, private information from the IRS is leaked uh, about Tea Party members like uh, the Senate candidate down in Delaware. This is a great opportunity to get your Woodward and Bernstein on. And yet the press is happy to sit on the bench. What do they say when you point at them, Steve, and go, she pled the fifth twice. How can you not see all the smoke pouring out? What do they say when you bring that up? Well, you know, I listened to an exchange on another network this morning as I was driving uh, back to my home after Mm -hmm. uh, doing Fox this morning and listening to a reporter there who covers Capitol Hill, pretty good reporter generally, saying, in effect, look, there's nothing that obviously ties the White House to this. And, and almost suggesting, he didn't say this, but almost suggesting because there's nothing directly tying the White House or nothing that we've seen directly tying the White House to this, it's not much of a story. And I guess I would make two counterpoints. One, we haven't seen everything. So there exactly. may well be something tying the White House to this. I mean, we certainly can see, as I just mentioned, the, the sort of atmosphere created by this, this thundering by Democrats to fix this quote-unquote problem certainly created the atmosphere in which this kind of targeting was permissible. But beyond that, you should want to ask the questions just because it's your job to ask the questions. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you do a ton of reporting and you end up not bringing down the president of the United States. That's not why you get into journalism. You get into journalism to ask the questions and to provide as much knowledge as you can. And the idea that people don't want to do this because they're getting, you know, word from the White House that there's nothing really there, it it just doesn't (laughs) compute. And one final point, I mean, if you, the thing that I think is most troubling about this, if you go back to what the president said, you go back to the kinds of comments, you go back to Lois Lerner saying, oh, this was low-level employees in the Cincinnati uh, office. You go back to the president saying he was outraged and troubled and this is terrible. One after another, Democrats were falling over themselves to say this was, was a problem. You had Lois Lerner you know, clearly misleading the public about the involvement of the IRS, the national federal IRS, uh, in this in this uh, targeting. Right. And yet we're supposed to believe that this, that was all a mistake? The president of the United States went out and basically said he's outraged by this. He's determined to right. get to the bottom of it. And, and now we're supposed to believe that he did that based on a misunderstanding? <laughs> That's nonsense. But come on, I, we, we got to let you go, but let's just point this out. If MSNBC had been around to cover Watergate... They would have walked in the room. Someone would have said third-rate burglar, and they would have gone, oh, okay. 
well, it's just a third-rate burglary. Let's all go home. Who's buying? We're done. Oh, we're done here. And this, right. It is the upside-down world of journalism because it has become so partisan. We really are back at the era of the penny press when the Springfield Republican and the uh, Oswego Democrat really meant Republican <laughs> and Democrat. And I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that. But, Steve Hayes, thanks for staying on top of this story. We appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Michael.